Hey, buds. Thank you for tuning into today's episode when you can literally be doing anything else. If you guys are somehow liking the content that we're putting out for you guys weekly, please feel free to leave a like or a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And if you want to watch us, you can find us on YouTube at the Fantasy Buds Podcast. You can leave a like or comment. And you can subscribe to us. And if you even for some reason decide you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Fantasy Buds Podcast to keep up with all of our daily advice and shenanigans. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy the show. He always will find some way to get some guy you've never heard of involved. We've seen it over and over again with them. Because he wants to show off how fucking smart he is. He He's probably like, does. Look at all these fucking I mean, guys that I can get involved. Like, look at how genius I like, am. Like, I mean, whatever. Fuck but, you, like, just, Kyle. You, like, you already have... I think Debo Samuel, George Kittle, CMC, and Ayuk is enough. Like, more than enough. Yeah, well... For you. Whatever. Like, He's... I think it'll be fine with Chris... You all right, man? I'm good, man. It's just been a tough week, buds. I lost in every league, and the Eagles got embarrassed by the Washington Commanders on Monday Night Football. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back. (laughs) It's been an interesting week. In football, yeah. to say the least, between injuries and I'm just in a bad mood. <laughs> some, uh, some game the the way that some games turned out. Uh, the eight and one Philadelphia Eagles lose 30, <clears throat> 32 to twenty one to the Washington Commanders on Monday Night Football. <sighs> Damn, that's a tough game for us. You get, you got to get the loss out of the way. It's, Look, you're not going to go seventeen and zero. Yeah, we're so uh, we're eight and one now. Division games are tough. Washington came into this game. You know the only thing they want. Like, you know they wanted to beat us so badly. Like, the fact that when you have it, the best record or one of the best records in the league, you have a target on your back. Like, these teams are going to play that much harder against you. You're the team to beat. Especially if you're the last undefeated team in the entire league. Yeah, like, I, I don't think it's a coincidence Buffalo has been losing a lot of tight games recently. Like, I, pretty much everybody wants to beat Buffalo. They've been hearing about since... Before the season, how yeah. Buffalo is the best team in the league, the team to beat. Everybody wants to beat them. And I think it's the same thing with the Eagles, the Vikings, teams like this now. These teams are used as measuring sticks. So yes. uh, these teams go out and play with an extra, like with a chip on their shoulder, with some extra motivation. With the Eagles last night, I saw that the other team just wanted it more. They also had a lot of lucky breaks go their way. Eagles did beat themselves a lot. They beat themselves in a this lot. Game. Three fumbles. And you can say what you want about how bad the refs were. The refs were awful. Don't get me wrong. Refs were awful. Officiating was terrible in this game as a whole. But the refs didn't fumble the ball three times. Yeah, they they owned us in time of possession. We could not stop the run. We could not stop them on third down. We couldn't sustain drives ourselves. It just... Jalen Hurts had a pretty bad pick. I'm not going to lie. I don't think... No. To be, I don't really, I feel like. It wasn't a bad pick. I mean, that could have probably been a PI. It was, it was more of a good play by the safety than a bad pick on Jalen. Because this, the pass hit AJ Brown in the hands, which is 
Yeah, and I mean, like, the replay did show he was getting held a little bit. So, I mean, you could have called that. I get why you don't. The safety just um, jumped up and plucked it out of his hands. Yeah. I'm um, not going to front Jason I, or Jalen for that. And look, like, at the end of the day, Hurts has about five turnovers this whole season. So, like, I'm really not going to, you know, you turn the ball over a couple times. Like, it's okay. Like, he's due. You're not going to go the whole year as a quarterback and not turn the ball over. Like, it's just not how it's going to go. Josh Allen who everybody says is the best quarterback in football, has how many turnovers the last two, oh, three weeks? He's had like three or four. He's been a turnover machine. So he's still taking care of the ball, Jalen Hurts. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with how he played. I think he still had a solid game. I'm not, you know, upset with him at all. I think our defense sold hard. I think it did too. Um, I think Jonathan Gannon got heavily outcoached last night. We just um, got outplayed top to bottom. We got, got outplayed, couldn't stop the run, couldn't I, stop the Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson tandem. And I think the Eagles were looking ahead a little bit. Maybe like, so. They, I, I don't think they really gave Washington enough respect. I don't think they particularly were, they didn't get, they didn't put forth their, their best effort and it, and it cost them this game. They weren't tight with ball security and they weren't, executing plays i just i think this this loss was needed for the eagles because now they don't have to worry about like oh can we go undefeated can we can we keep the streak going we're, we're, yeah we're, when are we gonna streak, lose kind of rather than i mean at this point you're asking when are you gonna lose when you haven't lost so now you get the loss out of the way it's like okay now you can just move forward and the commanders were sending a lot of blitzes last night and I will give Jalen Hurts credit, to his credit, he was getting the ball out quick, too. And I was actually very happy to see that from him because that's something we haven't really seen him do much of because he hasn't had to because of how good the Eagles' offensive line has been. But it's good and refreshing to see him able to get the ball out quick because once January hits, you're going to have to be able to get the ball out mm -hmm. quick. And and I thought Jalen was very good this game. So, so, so did I. I mean, obviously it's, the turnovers... But like it's a you know the the like, the pick I'm not gonna really blame yeah. for it. Uh, he didn't fumble, did he? I think he did have a fumble. Did he have one fumble? Um. Anyway, I I just think uh, you can't make an impact when you have five minutes of possession and the other team has over thirty. I think they had nearly forty uh forty minutes of possession. Oh. They're running the ball down our throat. Yeah. All every night. every third down they converted. So it's a shame, but I believe the Eagles will bounce back. Jalen still had a good game. He didn't have a fumble, by the way. I'm just stupid. He only had a pick. Uh, I'm stupid too. I thought he had one too. Um, but yeah, like we said, you're not gonna win every game. I mean it's okay, but um some fantasy um um, a couple fantasy aspects of this game. Dallas Goddard is going to probably miss multiple weeks. Yes. Now, and that fucking sucks for anybody who has him. That is including no, me. No good. This sucks. I I've lost so many players this week. I lost Cooper Cup among three leagues. It is. I'm just not in a good mood this week. Yeah, because Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup is down, going on IR, and with the Rams being terrible. I don't think, I think this is the last we see a Cooper Cup, honestly. I'm not saying to drop him because he possibly could come back for playoffs. It is a possibility. 
We don't have enough information yet. Most leagues have an IR spot. You can leave them there. But the reality is we will we will be without Cooper Cup for an extended period of time. And nobody can replace Cooper Cup unless nobody. you somehow like manage to trade him for something. But get Justin Jefferson. You can't trade him happening. now. Who's going to trade for Cooper Cup now? And you were never trading him before. I uh, think this is a hard situation because my team is doomed. Like, like there, there's a chance for like your team really might have just been doomed after this week. Like. I'm down Cooper Cup and Zach Ertz now, probably for the rest of the year. And Zach Ertz is tough to replace, too, if you have him. Because at this point, you're going to replace him with Trey McBride, maybe, who's an unproven rookie. Guys like Hayden Hurst. I mean, like Evan Ingram. I mean, these guys are okay, but Ertz was so solid, so steady for you. He was a lock for double digits almost every week. It's kind of hard to find sometimes, especially with how inconsistent these tight ends are. It is. Now, like, these are two really tough players to lose for the year. And both of these guys went down the same game. Same game, same, same week. Same game, Been the same week. the same couple of hours, really. And it's a shame because <laughs> I started out 7-0. and I won't be shocked if I finish 7-7. and now, like, yeah. these guys are tough to replace at this point in the year. A lot of leagues have trade deadlines that have passed. All right, like, you're almost fucked. Like, you like, ha- you need to have a lot more depth than just Cooper Cup. Yeah. Because when you lose Cooper Cup and you lose Zach Ertz and you lose Dallas Goddard, it's, like, you're, you're just not going to find these guys on the waiver wire. And what what can you trade to solve this problem? Really, like, nothing. You like possibly you could trade Cooper Cup to a one of the best teams in the league that has a lot of depth, and you're going to automatically be selling low just to get you're going to lose instantly. You're going to lose instantly. You're going to lose any trade you make. That's the only scenario I, that I can see where fantasy managers can get out of this predicament with Cooper Cup because. We're in. We're heading in. We're leaving week ten, and we're heading into week eleven. The season ends on week after week fourteen, and the first round of the playoffs is in week fifteen. So, bless you, bless you, Chris. Bless you, bless his soul. Uh, yeah, and it's tough at this point. And Dallas Goddard, it's a shame because we mentioned on this show before how he only had one touchdown. Coming into yeah. week eight or nine, and he's had two touch. He had two touchdowns in two straight weeks. Now they were coming, and I think Dallas Goddard was going to have a monster second half of this year. And it, it's a shame because now he's going to mi- also going to miss multiple weeks. Dallas Goddard, I would absolutely hold on to. It's a shoulder injury apparently, so I would definitely hold on to him. That's not tougher panic. with pass catchers um, though when you have a shoulder. It, it's tough, but I, I don't think this is an Ertz or Cup situation where we won't see him again the rest of the year. I think we will see him in a couple weeks. But these guys are hard to replace, but at the same time, I'm not trading him. I'm holding on to Dallas Goddard. Zach Ertz and Cooper Cup, it's a shame you probably got to drop Zach Ertz at this point. Uh, you're going to have to drop um, Zach Ertz. You won't see him for sure. Yeah, you Cooper don't want to drop Cooper Cup. I get it. Possibly you might see it. If you're close to locking playoffs and you can still make the just playoffs. Just keep him. Just I would keep, keep him. him and hope 
hope for the best at this point because if you're a team that's out of the playoffs, you might need to trade Cooper Cup for probably two de- decent players that and are just starting. I don't starting. even think you'll get that. And you to might be not honest, even get because that. I don't think anybody's going to trade for Cooper Cup at this point. I mean, you'd have to find like a team that's really, really desperate because, or a team that's confident enough and thinks, "Hey, my team's already stacked. I could add Cooper Cup and just wait for him to come back, and yeah. I'll, you know, win the championship." So I would pick up Allen Robinson um if he's available. I de- I mean, like, you got to throw it a ball to somebody. Just the Rams just um, are awful. They're top awful to bottom this year, but. If you have some waiver money left, I would go and get Allen Robinson. Uh, it's worth the shot. Um, if you lost Cooper Cup, yeah. Yes, especially if you lost Cooper Cup. But uh, it sucks. It does suck. It sucks. And I, in my Dynasty League, I have Cooper Cup and Tyree Kill, and it's just like... What could have been? I just lose that combination. That's like 60, 70 points a like, week. I mean, I'm still pretty loaded, but that's just a huge. You're fucking ten and now. Like, sorry, man. My dynasty team's disgusting. I'm sorry. Like, it doesn't even look that disgusting. Either. No, it doesn't on paper. But like, your quarterback stinks. <laughs> you have Matt Stafford, Tom Brady. He's still mid, he's mid, but he's good enough. He's good enough. I mean, look, man, my dynasty team puts up points, so that's easily the best. It's Devontae Adams and and um Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, and um Christian McCaffrey. You're just alternating who goes off each week. And I mean C D Lamb at fucking fifty this week for me. I can't believe C D Lamb. So yeah, let's talk about C D Lamb a little bit. Um He had eleven catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns. C D Lamb is a guy where me and you very consistently have been high on this guy for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Do we think he's finally here? Do you give a shit about this game? I do give a shit. I think, uh, well, you the number one thing is you have Dak Prescott back. And who else is going to be catching passes? Like, let's realistic. Like, we can talk about Dak's the type of quarterback to spread the ball, but on a game-to-game basis, who is going to be the target leader? the leader in catches and yards, it's going to be Seedy. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's not going to be Noah Brown. It's not going to be Michael Gallup. Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz, he'll, he'll get you he'll chip in here 50, and... 60 yards. But, I mean, if Dak's going to be a quarterback that throws anywhere from 275 to 300 yards a game, a lot of that's well, going to be going to Seedy. They clearly aren't going to give Tony Pollard 25 touches a game, and Zeke's done. Basically, I think he's done. So I think you're going to see the Cowboys rely on the pass a lot down the stretch. CD land, the lowest amount of targets he's had in the game this year was six. He's been in double digit targets. Five games of this whole season so far. So he's getting the volume. We're seeing him get the volume. He struggled early on. But he's been very consistent. Honestly, it was just that one game. Like he, he he's he's been very consistent. He hasn't really, but this was the first game where we finally saw him blow up like we yes. thought he could do. We like finally, finally. But it's refreshing to see that because now we know, okay, this can happen. Like, like this is a thing that can happen. Like he's the only guy there and he blew up going against Jair Alexander. The funny, Green Bay is tough against the pass this year as well. The funny thing is 
he jumped from like 21st to nine the 29th receiver to the 10th yeah isn't that crazy one game i mean and he's just been consistent all year like like we complained about this earlier in the year but it was just he was he's been good not great double and digit points we, every week we got a we got a great game out of him double digit points every week except week one so i think that's fair week one whatever I, that feels like years ago yeah now. it's week one like, whatever long time um things change it's good to mention too uh cd lamb has the vikings next week who were just at a 33 30 mm. shootout with the bills and which is stefan diggs also just had a nice game again so i mean he's he's got the giants he's got the colts the texans the jaguars the eagles and the titans down the stretch i think these are all games he can do well in um I'm loving his matchup. I'm definitely Minnesota. loving his matchup. I think the Eagles, if this game keep if the if the Eagles season keeps going the way that we think it might, I think the Eagles might end up resting starters. So I mean that could be another thing. Um Tennessee as well, you know, in week 17, if they have a if they end up having a strong finish, maybe their starters are resting that game. Yeah. And I think, like you said, I'm loving his matchups. I'm loving his schedule. We finally saw this week him against blow up. Minnesota. I think it's going to be really juicy. We 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 finally saw what we thought he could have been, and I'm happy yes. about that. It only took, you know, ten weeks, but we finally saw it. But it's not like he's been bad. No, he hasn't been bad. He, he just obviously like drafted as a wide receiver one. Your wide receiver one. He wasn't really giving you. Stephon Diggs performances, sure. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase. He wasn't giving you those kind of outings like throughout the year. He was steady. He wasn't busting. He just wasn't exactly what you. But if he starts giving you those outings now. Well, right now he's inside the top 10 in receivers. I mean, I've always thought he's had the talent to do I that. So, too. so I think we might be seeing it finally. I hope so. I hope maybe this trade with Tom will actually really work for me. I hope so. Three catches next week. Three for 40. Three for 40. With a fumble. Yeah, fucking fumble. He'll have, he'll have five drops. CD had some drop issues, too, early in the year. It seems like he's... Yeah, I think he's getting it together. Seems like he's worked that out a little bit. Um, Another surprising uh, wide receiver, um, Kadarius Toney um, with the Chiefs. So I give a shit about that. I just won't be starting him just yet. You won't see it again. I want to see it again. I want to see like a game where he gets eight to ten targets. Well, like, Juju's want... done for at least a week. Yeah, but he was getting involved in the offense this past Sunday against the Jaguars. I think I think they traded for him. I think he's a young gadget type player, and I think they're going to manufacture touches. It's just the fact of how many of them is he going to get? Because if you want to start this guy, you got to bank on the fact on the fact that he's he's going to score. Do you think this could be almost like a Taysom Hill situation, where well, like I would better, be Taysom Hill, a better Taysom where so he's a gadget player. So some games he's really probably not going to get used that well, not, much. Not so much a gadget player. I would say he's probably more like a, like a, uh, he's a receiver. Uh, he's more on the receiver side, but he does have those gadget type plays. Well, yeah, you, you you can line him up in the backfield. You can yeah. line him up. At, 
look, and, and clearly he has talent. Like, you just watch him play, and he looks good. Yeah, I mean, a game <laughs> last year with the Giants, he went 10 for 189. Yeah, I mean, like that, that. Those are receiver numbers. Like you he, don't just do that. Yeah, he has that in him. I just need to see targets rise up. I give a shit. I buy it, but I just need to see it more. And the Chiefs also clearly want to get him involved. They did trade for him. They gave up a decent draft pick to get him, or decent draft pick. I think they gave up a second. A second, yeah. A second. So, like, that's a pretty high draft pick to give up for a guy to not use him. I, mean, I think they're going to get him involved. This is his second season in the NFL. Yeah. So you never know what he could be. So the Giants gave up on him really quick, to be honest. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe. I mean, there's always things going on with these sure. teams that are happening on the inside. There's always contacts that we will never hear about or never know about just because, like, we don't know these guys aren't getting along behind closed doors. Yeah. I mean, maybe we don't know get who's saying with... what, who's yeah. insulting who, who doesn't believe in what. Or doesn't like what, or what what someone's true honest opinion about a player is. Like maybe Brian Dable just said, "Hey, I don't believe in this guy. I think he fucking sucks. So let's move on from him." Yeah, maybe he and didn't then fit what he was trying to do. Andy Reid's or or simple as that. He's just like he doesn't fit what I want. And Andy Reid's like, "I'll take that." We've seen the Chiefs bring in guys like this before, like the Anthony Thomas, Tyree Kill was honestly. Tyreek Hill player too. was a special team. To be a special teams kind of gadgety guy. And he yeah. turned into a superstar, obviously. But who knows? Maybe we see it with Kadarius Tony. We just might. Who knows? He's still very young. Um, speaking of um, another team that gave up a lot of draft capital to get a player just to not use them properly, uh, the 49ers with Christian McCaffrey. Just drives me up a fucking um, wall. We're seeing some Kyle Shanahan football here again. I just don't understand. You trade significant draft capital for Christian McCaffrey, basically mortgage your entire fucking draft, and you want to share the even amount of carries between him and Elijah Mitchell? Like, I'm sorry. Like, is Elijah Mitchell a fuck like, Barry Sanders? Like, I forgot that... CMC needs to take a fucking backseat to Elijah Mitchell. 18 carries. Eight of those should be going, eight or 10 of those should be going to fucking Christian McCaffrey. And and you gave up basically two drafts, or like two middle drafts, like the middle of two drafts, pretty much. Second, you gave third, up and fourth, and fifth. Like two, to get a guy like Christian McCaffrey who can do it all, I get wanting to use Elijah Mitchell still because he's decent. But Elijah Mitchell was also a sixth round pick. And Christian McCaffrey, you gave up all these dra- a plethora of draft picks for. And I and apparently it came out Kyle Shanahan, he wants to have he wants them both to have the same amount of touches every game. Kyle. Pretty much. I, I don't understand that. I think Kyle Shanahan is a great football mind. He's clearly a good coach. The 49ers have success every year under him. But I mean, what the fuck is that? Like, like, like why, why even trade, even for, trade him? for him? And like, why at that point just keep Jeff Wilson, who's okay, who's decent? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, and then just keep Jeff Wilson and just use Elijah Mitchell. I mean, like they love Elijah Mitchell, uh, but like, yeah, they. I mean, why even I trade for Christian? Him. Not, why like, even trade for Christian McCaffrey? You could have kept fucking Elijah Mitchell and 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 Jeff Wilson and not given up draft capital and 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 just do the same fucking thing that you're doing now, like. 
Like, I mean, did you trade for Christian McCaffrey to give him 15 touches a game? Like, did like you give all, up especially, all that? Especially all, and, and the, the fucking contract he's on. Don't forget yeah, that. Yeah, like, did you really give him up to split, t- or did you give up all that to split a backfield between him and a sixth-round draft pick? Like, I don't Who, give a fuck. And it's like, Elijah Mitchell's not, he's good. He, this dude is not Alvin Kamara. Like, he's not... Saquon Barkley. He's nowhere near Christian McCaffrey's level. Like so, not, like, the fact that, like, I guarantee you, you give 15 of those touches to Christian McCaffrey, you're scoring a couple more touchdowns. Like, that's just kind of how it fucking goes in the football world. You give Christian McCaffrey touches, good things will happen. Unfucking believable. And Kyle. it's sad because, like, they did win. They did win. So, and like, like if they, because if the Chargers <clears throat> fucking suck. And, like, if they keep winning like this, then it, it, this is just how it's, it's be, I think it's going to be like this anyway. The 49ers have never had a workhorse running back. Kyle Shanahan does not do this. He always will find some way to get some guy you've never heard of involved. We've seen it over and over again with them. Because he wants to show off how fucking smart he is. He He's probably like, does. Look at all these fucking I mean, guys that I can get involved. Like, look at how genius I like, am. Like, I mean, whatever. Fuck but you, like, just, Kyle. You, like, you already have... I think Debo Samuel, George Kittle, CMC, and Ayuk is enough. Like, more than enough. Yeah, well... For you. Whatever. Like, He's... I think it'll be fine with Chris McCaffrey. He's going to get his targets. He's going to get touches. He'll get goal line work. He, I mean, he's still got goal line work over Elijah Mitchell. But there were some instances where Elijah Mitchell was getting goal line work. And I'm just ripping my fucking hair out because Christian McCaffrey left about 35 points on the board. Maybe I could have come back against him. And but... th- this is why if I was a CMC owner, part of me just wanted him to stay on Carolina. Because I thought it was going to be a lot better. I mean, like, look at last game. He had three fucking touchdowns different ways. Three different ways. But it's like, it's almost like coaches do this on purpose. Like the Joe Mixon thing last week where, like, they just keep giving the same guy the ball, like, just to say they did it kind of thing. Like, just to say, and now, like, you're barely going to use him the next week. Like, I guarantee you Joe Mixon doesn't do shit next week. Dude, after do and, and Christian McCaffrey... Had a good game this week, but it's like you said. He had 16 points this week in fantasy. He probably could have had about 30. He really could have. It's a shame. Yeah, he he, he probably could have had fucking 40 points with the amount of carries and touches they were giving Elijah Mitchell. Like, I'm sorry. Like, maybe it's selfishness. Yeah, but that's what fantasy football is all about is but selfishness. Like, the 18 carries for 89 yards. So you're not even... Like, like, why? It's not even, like... Why? Look, I get not giving CMC 30 carries. I mean, like, just just fresh off the fucking IR for Mitchell, uh, yeah, too. like... Hasn't played since week one and just uh, out of nowhere. It's like, I mean, is, is like that their goal to just run him till he dies, basically? I mean, I mean, I don't know, but... I mean, I think they just feel like... I think they think they have thunder and lightning. They have a one-two punch. I think that's what they truly believe. Maybe they do. And look, man. Mitchell is a good running back. He is good. Yards per carry wise. And like, he's got juice, but. He's not Christian McCaffrey. No, but like, why even fucking do this trade? I I mean, I guess we'll see overseas over the season because. They're going to be feeding these guys. I guess. I guess any way you can get Jimmy G less pass attempts. Yes. I think CMC is still going to be very good for you, but I think there will be some frustration. 
like you are going to be frustrated watching this. <laughs> this is going to be like watching Jamal Williams take away from every single Detroit Lions player. I don't think it's going to be as bad as that because DeAndre not Swift. That drastic because Swift is dealing with several injuries, obviously. So, I, I mean, that's definitely why Williams is playing as much as he is. But at the same time, like, it, it, it's going to be annoying. You're going to have some games where you get annoyed. Um, But he's not the only disappointing player on the 49ers right now, in my opinion. Well, not disappointing, but... Debo. <sighs> yeah. I mean, he's just not... What He's just not doing what he was last year. Do you hey, give a shit? Yeah. I just think there's too many mouths to feed in this offense. And I think the offense is going to go through these two running backs by the, by the looks of it. Kyle Shanahan seems like he has no problem giving uh, Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell 20 touches each. Every and game. Just every game. And just run out the clock, chew up time of, of possession, and just keep the ball out of Jimmy G's hands. And Jimmy G's just going to do what he needs to do, and he's just going to dump it off to George Kittle or Brandon Ayuk or... Debo Samuel every once in a while, but this is not a passing team. This is a running team. I, I'm not buying into the pass catchers here. And Debo, too, two weeks with an injury. Coming out of the bye, too, to kind of have a bad game like this is a little concerning in my eyes. Um, You said something on this podcast a week or two ago. You said how you're probably not going to be satisfied with Debo's games unless he scores for you down the stretch. And I mm -hmm. think I kind of buy that. Like, I think unless he, you're almost banking on scoring. Because honestly, recently, Ayuk has been outperforming Debo. Well, look at how... the past couple weeks now. And I do know Debo missed a week. But, I mean, even with everybody playing, Ayuk still put up a respectable fantasy day with yeah. every single 49ers weapon playing. Well, think about... What Debo was doing last year with the rushing the touchdown. Rushing, I mean, ripping off those CDs. I mean, it was just every game he was ripping one off and it just wasn't sustainable. So I think we're kind of seeing that now. He's a good player. Uh, he will be good for you, but he's not going to be winning you games. He hasn't been maybe once, but other than that, He's been pretty disappointing in my Yeah, opinion. I would look to move off him. I would if try you, to if, if you can. If your trade deadline hasn't passed yet, I, I would try to move off. I would try to package him with something else for just because of his name. People still will trade for Debo Samuel because of his name. I don't yeah. think it's bad enough yet to where people are totally out on him. Kind of like DeAndre Swift, where it's nearly impossible to trade him. People right are going to try to buy low. I right do now. think people will try to buy him low. I think you For could sure. package him with something else, maybe potentially another receiver. Potentially. To, to upgrade at running back. But I'm certainly going to be trying to move off Debo Samuel in the league I have him in. I don't have him anywhere, and I'm pretty glad about it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't very high on him coming into the year. I just drafted him because of where he fell to me. And this is why you should just draft the players you like. Because yeah. I drafted yeah. Debo and I didn't want him really. And he was solid, but and, and and also trade for players that you like. Yes. Exactly. That's also important. Like I, I know there's a ton of people who traded for Amon Ross St. Brown these past couple I weeks. Would. And That's I, my guy. I, I hope you did because we mentioned 
on our social media this week, and I'm pretty sure last week too, that it was coming for Amon Ra. Like it was going to be the, fine. The targets have been there. All TJ year. Hawkinson's gone. We saw what he did in the uh, at the stretch and in, in the at the end of the season last year into the playoffs throughout the playoffs. He was an absolute fantasy beast, and if he's getting anywhere, just double digit targets, period, or touches, he is going to have a great fantasy game. Every single fucking time. And he's also on a team that that has to throw the ball. They're always in shootouts. They're always going to be scoring points. I I don't know why the Lions score points, but they just do. I mean, Jared Goff, he just, for some odd reason, just turns it on at certain points throughout the season. Some games he turns it off, and some games he turns it on. He's so up and down. But they got a good offensive line. They got a good run game. I think he's kind of matchup proof. So I, I think he's proven that. Like this was a tough matchup against the Bears this week. The Bears have been very good against receivers this season, and I mean he carved them up. I mean he had a great matchup against us week one. He had a great yeah. game against us, and I mean look like I'm mean, against the Vikings, six catches for seventy three yards, still still a good game off nine targets. I mean Miami's been respectable secondary this season, seven catches against Miami. I mean, he's got some tough matchups coming. He's got Buffalo and he's got the Jets. Jets have been really good this year against receivers. But yeah. he just finds a way, kind of. Like, I feel like he just he gets it done regardless. And you don't see this with that many guys now. No, or where he's kind of, I feel like he's proven to be matchup proof at this point. There's just great players in the league. And when they get the ball, they make things happen. And... I think Amon Ra is a great player. I think this, he is as well. The National Football League. I definitely believe in him going forward. I hope you bought him low. I'm glad I didn't sell him because I thought about it. No. Um, so I'm actually glad I didn't do that. I would have never sold Amon Ra unless it was some kind of haul. Yeah. He's like, also young. Yeah. So you really never know. Like This guy at any point can just blow. blow he's already blown up. But yeah. like he can really just. He could soar. Yeah. I mean, they bring a quarterback into. Detroit there like a, I'm talking like a franchise quarterback this guy could be a top five receiver consistently he very well could I be. really think he could be Jamison Williams is still there though so he's waiting in the whims I'm, I'm I'm curious to see how those two would play together I guarantee you next year people are going to be off of Amon Ra because and of Jamison J- Williams and he's just gonna blow and it's off. just like, he's just gonna blow up see, and we're I, all gonna be like of course I actually think they're gonna compliment each other pretty well um, because Jamison Williams was more of a deep threat, yeah. Coming out, so I will say Amon Ra is a slot receiver. He is not a deep threat. He is strictly out of the slot or catching passes over the middle, tough con- contested catches. He makes catches on the sideline as well. He's a great player, but he's not a deep threat. That's not his strength. Yeah. I think it's actually Jamison Williams being there is going to help Amon Ra St. Brown and me because you got rid of T.J. Hawkinson. Who knows what the hell is going to happen with DeAndre Swift? So they might get rid of him, to be honest. So They're certainly not going to sign him to a big contract. Running backs, there's soon. no loyalty. And why would there be? No. With these guys. So like there's there's no loyalty. They might, like you said, they're not going to extend him. These guys hold out too. If he holds out, they're not going to fucking sign him. I mean, him. they'd rather extend Amon Ra yeah. than, than DeAndre you? Swift. Because I would. I would. I love DeAndre Absolutely. Swift. But you got to play. You do got to play. You got to play. It's unfortunate. It's a shame because Amon Ra has been shaken up with injuries this year also. But um, I think he's back. 
Hopefully he is back. Um, I'm definitely buying him. Another guy who seems to be back, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean, of course I faced him this week. <laughs> of course. Our, hopefully all the worries have been put to right re- now. I did say he played the Raiders. That is true. I, I, I like, as stupid as that sounds, I think you kind of got to take that into account. However. I think Jeff Saturday being the coach, I think he's just going to keep it, keep it simple, simple, stupid. And he's going to give Jonathan Taylor a fuckload. He's going to pound that football. A fuckload <laughs> of he's, carries. He's going to run that he's football. He's going to run that football. T- Taylor, 24 touches this week. There, and Matt Ryan's back. They, you, you know exactly what's going to happen. They're dump just going to fucking... Play ugly football every game. They're going to do dump-offs. Just hand it off to Jonathan Taylor until he's fucking dead. That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's what teams do That's with the game running backs. Like, it's, we are going to give you... You're really talented. We are going to give you the ball until you die, basically. Like, pretty much. We are, And Taylor has had the most carries this game in Week 10 that he's had since Week 1. So I think that's good to note. Um, we did mention last week we thought Jeff Saturday was going to run the ball a lot. Yeah, he did. Um, it's look, Jeff Saturday for fuck's sake. Look, he's your best player, yeah. Jonathan Taylor, and you're a first time head coach, but no experience. If I was in that position, I'd be thinking, okay, how am I going to get my best player the ball? Exactly. Like, how am I going to utilize my best? Play? And the Colts are still in it. Their division fucking sucks. They're still in it. So they, if they string some wins together here, they play the Eagles this week. And we just got killed by Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. You know Jonathan Taylor so, will get 40 carries against the Eagles. He, I think he's going to have at least 25, 30 touches. I'm a little bit worried because I I think we'll still win, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as anybody makes it out to be with the Eagles because our run defense was just exposed against Brian Robinson I think it's Antonio been shaky Gibson. all year, too, because Zeke, honestly, low-key kind of killed us, too. Yeah. And he's been awful this I, year. I think it was really on full display against the commanders. So Andre Swift killed us week one as well. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's just been a suspect. Damian Pierce had a pretty good yeah, game. Against it's, us. So it did this. Eagles are a sneaky, good matchup for running backs. Uh, so like for I, the entire season, I think Taylor is going to fucking go off. I against think he will like, too. I actually really do. And Pittsburgh and Dallas are two tough games. They as are. Well. Yeah. And that is two tough games. but then coming off a bye, he's got Minnesota, the char and the chargers. I hope you bought Jonathan Taylor low because honestly, I will admit I was ready to kind of sell him because I thought he was going to be banged up all year. He looks fucking fine now. I mean, he did play the Raiders, but he looks fine. Who knows? Maybe Jeff Saturday will be that spark for the Colts. Maybe he'll be good for them. Maybe. I mean, at least moving the ball and giving your best players the ball. Michael Pittman had nine targets. Yeah. Paris Campbell had 11 targets. Paris Campbell's been very good with Matt Ryan. With Matt Ryan. Strictly Matt Ryan. Paris Campbell was a high draft pick, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, we got to remember, like, this guy did get drafted in the second round. So, like, there's clearly something. He does have the draft capital. He does have enough talent. He's young still. I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but I think as a solid flex play moving Consistent forward. Consistent contributor, maybe. Consistent contributor, yeah. I, I, I think it, it'll be, uh, I think he's a solid play with Matt Ryan moving forward. Yes. Because, and so is Michael Pittman again. I think he has, he's still, even though he didn't really go off this week, he still had nine targets. I think he'll be, he'll have wide receiver <clears throat> one upside. 
Yes, especially with, with yes. And it has to be Matt Ryan. Yeah, it, it's just got to be Matt Ryan. <laughs> Anything else? It was I was not feeling too happy about Michael Pittman, so it was pretty tough. Yeah, to watch for a couple weeks. Sam Ellinger, I wasn't too confident. No, not uh, at all. I I will say, uh, I'm pretty confident though in the Bears' offense. Yeah, what Justin, the fuck happened Justin there? Fields and Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, like these guys are looking like fantasy gold mine. I mean, Justin Fields, holy shit! Like, like what? And it, it's like, even though he's, we all said to go get him, but like he he hasn't been throwing like the yards, but he's been just making up for all that and rushing. Now, do we get, do do we think that's sustainable? No. The, these past two weeks are not sustainable. No, not the 50 points. But, but I still like, think he's going to be a quarterback one. I think he'll be a, I think he'll be like Jalen Hurts. Quarterback one? Kind of like I honestly can see him as like a Jalen Hurts last season yeah. kind of thing where like you picked him up and he was low key a really good starter, but people kind of stayed away because of the iffy passing. Kinda, and it just kind of just takes off. Yeah, I can kind of see it. Like, look. look 178 yards, 147 yards on the ground. That is not sustainable for a quarterback. No, not that. Not to that Teams degree. are going to start QB containing against the Bears. I think, though, they're using the same offense as uh, Lamar Jackson and other running quarterbacks. Which and, is smart. And I think you see it now. They, they've unlocked his rushing ability. So I think he'll give you a baseline. They're going to be in a lot of shootouts. Their defense is terrible. They're going to need points. I'm going to buy that. I think it's, I think that whole offense is just going to be garbage time and points galore for the rest of the season. He has eight touchdowns the past two weeks. <clears throat> he's throwing it too. He is like, throwing it. He threw three touchdowns last week and two this week. Now he doesn't need to go and get, you know, 150 rushing yards every single week, but if your quarterback can go and get you 50, 60, that's still five, six points. That that could that that could that's be the six difference. Extra points. Yeah. That's the difference between winning and losing or quarterback one or quarterback two. And this is how you have to utilize a guy like Justin Fields, though, because it's clear you just watched him play, you see right away. Passing the ball is not his strength. Not yet. You don't want to not yet. You don't want to throw 25, 30 times with him. No. But it's exactly exactly what you said they're unlocking his rushing ability like this guy's ripped off two long touchdowns in two straight weeks now i i yeah. mean he's got atlanta That's next pretty week fucking nuts. he's got the jets jets have been in a solid as their defense has been they've been in a couple shootouts especially early in the year green bay has been in some high scoring games this year they're all games where Justin Fields could do really well, potentially. Yeah, I'm buying him. I mean, he, it's yeah, just been like six, five, six up, straight weeks. But I had no money, so I couldn't. Well, you would have had to spend $84 because somebody spent $83 on Justin Fields. I certainly had no and money. And also, I have Jalen Hurts, so it doesn't mean yeah, I, had I don't have the Jackson. ammunition to go. And, like, you just kind of can't do that. Yeah. At that point, you're looking to trade one of them. Which is never a good move. No, because nobody's going to... Everybody knows what you're trying to do. Yeah. And nobody will trade with so you. So people will just let you fucking rot. They'll just automatically say no. Um, Justin Fields is the quarterback three now. Yeah. After uh, the previous two weeks. So we'll have to keep an eye on how he does going forward. Maybe this is a guy where you fucking... Like, you draft him next year and it's like a Josh Allen thing. 
where you get him in like the seventh mm. round, kind of, and he blows the fuck off? Who I knows? don't think so. He'll probably get a know. lot of hype going into next year. I gotta do shit. And then do dog Dick. shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends on what the Bears are going to do in the offseason. True. So I guess we'll see. I want to see them get some more pass catchers. We'll see what happens when, when we get there. But, however, in the present now with Christian Watson and the Green Bay Packers, are we buying that? Nah. I got to see it again. He he had that all four, off of four catches. Four catches. He still had eight targets and 100 yards, but three touchdowns on four catches. That's We now know he has that kind of explosion in him. I mean, hey, he did drop a 75-yard CD week one. That's like, if he catches that, it's a whole different narrative for him. So Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And also, second-round pick. Tennessee, Philly, Chicago, by Rams, Miami, Minnesota. Some good matchups sprinkled in there. Um, uh, I, if you lost Cooper Cup... He's a good guy to look at. He could be a good guy to take a shot on. Um, but I need, I need before I, I start him, again. I need to see it again. I'd no, rather start other guys. Yeah, around. I don't think he's startable yet. Um, if you started him last week or he's this week, stash. congratulations. Um yeah, if you it's, started him last week, a dar throw, it pay it you bullseye. You should be uh, examined. Yeah, you should for be fortune telling if you started him this week. Um, the Packers, uh, they're just such a weird team. You think they're back this season? I don't think so. I think they're a lot put of a little that, win streak together. I think a lot of that game was Cowboys versus Cowboys. To be honest, the Cowboys they uh, love to shoot themselves. They in do. The, foot. the Cowboys completely shot themselves in the foot. They had a lot of. A lot of chances to win the game. I mean, you have that game from CD Lamb and you don't win. Yeah. I, I mean, Come on. you had, and then they also CD blew Lamb a pretty significant lead as ripped well. Ripped them apart. Yeah. Blew a significant lead in that game. Tony Pollard also had a good game. Cowboys should have won that game. They were up 28 to 14. And I think the Cowboys lost that game more than Green Bay won it, as stupid as that sounds. And no, it makes sense. Look. Got to give the credit to Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay and Christian Watson. Cause I mean, you obviously have to do things to win the game. Mm-hmm. You have to put it together. Aaron Jones had a good game as well. So it, it's, but I don't think the pack, I I think they're going to keep being mid. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to have up and down performances. I think they'll finish second in the division. Um, they'll probably finish with like, like eight, eight, nine, nine probably. probably. Like they're I, probably going to be eight, nine. They'll go on a little run to give you some hope and then. Probably lose. Yeah. Too 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 uh too soon too late. I think they'll whatever. be very mid. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Um. You know, I think if you have Aaron Jones, he'll be fine. Um. I think Christian Watson's worth a pickup. I wouldn't start him yet. Um. Kadarius Tony. Uh. Kadarius Tony and and Christian Watson. Definitely. I think these are the guys you should definitely look to grab. Take shots at if you're losing players like you have, like there have been this week. And we're definitely losing players. <laughs> it's such a shame. It's, it really has sucked the life out of me losing Cooper Cup. Like, I'm just... Oh, me too. So, uh, like, I'm like... I'm fucked lately. Like, like, I honestly don't even want to set my line off anymore. Like... I like, feel the same way. Like, I just lost two, like, key contributors in the same goddamn game. Like, when you, when you lose a player... Th- that good and that important to your team it's just like you just sit there and you think and you're like where do i go now yeah and it's like just the circumstances makes it so difficult like in a lot of leagues like we already mentioned trade deadlines have passed and you're gonna lose automatically like we said already like it's it's just such a shitty 
situation. I know how Big B feels now yeah. when, when his first-round pick always goes down. What do you think about uh, trade deadlines? Do you think they should be available throughout the entire regular season and then close? Uh, or I, at the end of the regular season, but with a couple weeks? I left? personally think that there should be no trade deadline in fantasy. I think you should be able to trade up until week one of the postseason. Because like before the playoffs yes, start, yeah. Because you just never know when injuries are going to happen. I would so rather I, have I that think too. It's, I think it's good to be able to always make trades, always make moves, um, because because I don't think it's right, you know, where like you have a guy that goes down and then you can't do anything, especially at the end of the season. Because when you lose Cooper Cup in in week yeah, ten, it's week like, fucking ten, like we're going into week eleven now, and the playoff we have four games left. The playoffs are right around the corner. This is. The pretty much the home stretch yeah. of the regular season, you, and you need wins at this point to get into the playoffs, or you might be in position to lose your buys that you've been in in place of like, because I mean, you've had Cooper Cup. It was a little now, easier earlier in the year. Like you could have shoved on Garrett Wilson, yeah. You could have shoved on Tyler Boyd. Like you could have went all in on some of these receivers that could help you potentially. Now, like who the fuck am I going to pick up? Josh Reynolds. Like there's like, nobody, there's out, nobody there out there. If you're in any league worth your time, there's nobody out there. Maybe except Allen Robinson is pr- probably out there in a lot yeah, of leagues. But, now but like just, even that, like you he's don't just gonna know. be a volume play. Like, like he's like, he's not gonna re- even give you half of Cooper Cup. I could see the Rams being very boring and just running with this running back committee that they have going on and just brother, yeah, just be an ugly ass <sighs> team the rest of the year. It's just. It sucks. It sucks. The injuries I'm sorry to everybody suck. out there. Yeah, the injuries suck. We wish they didn't exist, but it's how everything stays perfectly balanced. My my one league, uh, it's another dynasty league. I lost Brees Hall, Rashad Penny, uh, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, and Mike Williams. <laughs> That's like the fucking infirmary. Like that all team. I have left is is Derrick Henry and Aaron Rodgers. General Hospital. You know it's sad. That team's like stacked, too. But earlier that's, this season, it was that's a stacked ass team. But now, it, now everybody's hurt. I'm just, ugh. it sucks. It sucks. It's so it, it it's just deflating. I just, you just need to get through the week and 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 week to get, week, week to week. At this point, it, it's still early in the week for us. It's Tuesday. And it still stings. The losses sting. Eagles just lost last night. Um, everything's just weighing down on me at this point in the season. It, but it's tough. This, this is why we're here. We're going to power through. We're going to win championships. And we'll hang in there. We'll stay afloat. We'll Your survive. season's not over. Season's not um, over. But it's really hard it's like when when it's cooper cup oh like 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 i don't even feel good like it's one thing when you lose Cortland sutton or you lose jerry judy yeah like when i lost mike williams mike williams like it it was i was very upset you can find guys but it's not cooper cup even like if just like anybody like justin jefferson stevon diggs like those austin eckler those level of players Josh Allen, it's just like, it's such a big blow. Yeah, and I mean, Josh Allen's another guy. Maybe he shouldn't have played. Like, I just wish teams would start keeping these guys out sometimes. 
Like, like I, I personally think last week yeah. against the Buccaneers, Cooper Cup should not have played. Um, like he definitely was not healthy and still went off. Still went off. like it was nobody's business. Like, but still went off. But like I, I don't God think damn. he should have played. Like, um, Tua, um, earlier in the year we've had a whole almost a damn near whole episode dedicated to Tua at one point. Yeah, Tua should not have played that fucking either game that he played. He should, he should not have came back in the game. Should not have played. Josh Allen this week should not have played. No, he shouldn't have. Played. I understand why he played. I know Josh Allen himself absolutely wanted to play. Oh yeah, that he game did. you're playing against an eight and one or um fucking seven and one team. Yeah, of course you want to fucking play. But I like you're thinking I about know. the next ten years. Yeah, I I I, it's I just don't think you should have played. It, it's it's just this this late in the season, and it's this is one of those years where there's not that many valuable pickups. Like yeah, I feel like there's always been pickups throughout throughout the year. Like it just changes every week. But, but right now, there's nothing. Kinda. Yeah, and we we mentioned some players earlier that are available in, in at least over fifty percent of leagues that could help, but they're not guarantees, and you're not really comfortable starting them. But you might just have to. You might with with, with circumstances this week. That fucking sucks. But uh, like it's it does. It, it's I'm so, sorry. it's heartbreaking. I'm sorry to everybody out there. Yeah. Especially if you've lost several players this season, like like at this point, I would have rather been like tiny and just started zero and seven, <laughs> and just no, because I wouldn't want that. Maybe not, but like when you're like, I'm not gonna lie. When I was like, when my team was really hot, like in the middle kind of yeah. weeks, I was like, yo, I can, I actually might be able to win this thing this year. No, one not week anymore. All go, it all, all goes down the toilet. That's how quickly it one can change game, in fantasy football. One game can one derail game. your whole year. And it's a shame, but that's just how God works. The fantasy gods, yeah, they the strike. Fantasy. They when, have to exist. When you when you least expect it, they strike. Yeah, because, like, some of the shit that happens, like, they just have to exist. Like, Joe Mixon putting up 60 points again. Like, yeah. that is just so telltale. Like, that's a fairy tale right there. Like, that is just... They were they were targeting you, for sure. Yeah, I've been, I've been on the Joe Mixon train since Oklahoma, pretty much. And I kept drafting him in the first round, and he just kept failing me in the first round. And then I just had enough. And ever since I've had enough, he's been a fantasy god, basically. Like last year, he had always happened. Last year, what? What do you have? Eighteen touchdowns. Yep. Last year, the only year I didn't draft him. Yeah, I, I do have him on, on my dynasty squad. Um, and your fucking tenant. I do have him somewhere still. You disgust me. Well, hopefully, leading into next week, we have more good news. We have more good news. We have more players that are scoring like Joe Mixon and not giving you dub performances. Guys not getting hurt. Guys not getting hurt. Finishing with goose eggs like Jerry Judy. And Zach Ertz have a goose egg? He had one catch before he went out. Or breadsticks. So, the tally mark. um, We wish everybody good luck heading into week 11 now. Make sure you tune in to us next week and like, subscribe, follow us, and do everything you need to do. We'll be talking to you soon, buds. Peace out. See you guys later.